Ladles and Jelly Spoons, welcome to Truth, Love, and Peace, episode number, I think, 11. Yeah, number 11. I'm here with Joey Livingston. Thank Hello. you so much for joining me. And uh, we're going to turn all of these live streams on. Hopefully it won't take as long as it has in the past. Get that going. Da-da. So, there we go. Almost done. For those of you keeping track, that was up and recording and all three live streams running in significantly less time than I wasted with Tony Burkett. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Oh, truly. Good to see you, man. My eyes are getting better. I can see a little bit that far. Uh, so hopefully what uh, what we have going on here is... Splash truck. Splash truck. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll pull some stuff up and double-check some things while we are getting into this. But first, I'm going to relax and drink some coffee. Yeah, uh, and glad you're here. This has been a long time coming. And, and it won't clink. Ah, uh, it's like quite alright. It's like quite alright. Let's, let's pat our cups together. <laughs> we need more of that. We need more. More cup more, patting? We're just more patting instead of more, uh, more aggressively smashing things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give Pat a chance. Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm not sure that everybody would be on board moving away from the violence and just replacing all the violence with an equivalent amount of padding. Well, that's that's what got uh, a lot of those guys in trouble, I think. Uh, so probably yeah. probably not so much padding in that regard. Yeah, a bunch of pedophiles. <laughs> bunch of pedophiles. So the YouTube is up and running as we double check some things before we get too far into this and just kind of just say hello. I... Uh, Sometimes my curiosity gets the better of me. And and I want to make sure you look good. Do I look cool in my vape? Yes. Yeah, vape looks cool? Okay. Yes. Sounds indeed. cool. Yeah, it All does. Right. It does. It looks like it's sounding good, which is awesome. And for those of you joining us, just in case, uh, if the Facebook Live drops out, you can catch it on my YouTube channel. Much better video uh, quality, and um, the audio quality is is equally as good. And um, I chopped my head off. Look at this. <laughs> this is why I check these things. Oh. <laughs> See? Oh, look at that horrible framing. But we can mm. fix that. Here, yeah. I'll, I'll move it. You tell me when it looks good. Okay. It's like there's a 10 second delay. It's gonna be hard to tell. You're trying to frame both of us up on that on that one. Just a little bit better. Okay. You're gonna have to go further back for that, for sure. You should set up an, another one there. You should find another old iPhone. We and, can do that. And set them up as close-ups, just for just for future shows. B-roll, like go back and and see. I gotta learn how to edit. This is why I need to come hang out in your world. Oh look, now we're just shadows. Yeah, that's good. We're leaving it just like that. That's what you get, Works Facebook. That's what you get. If you're really interested in seeing how beautiful we are, uh, I highly recommend... Or the, uh, the, uh, the terrorist version uh, of the show on the other channel. <laughs> the terrorist version. Tune in where Compton beheads me. <laughs> <laughs> this is us from the shadows. 
Uh, that's great. It says it says that everything's working. It seems like everything's working. So, with everything working, I don't want to put my coffee down, so I'm going to make this as difficult as possible. Look, and there we are. This is the, the high quality video. Beautiful. So, so there is real video. Oh, and it's uh, is that the live stream? Uh, this is the YouTube live stream. Yeah. Oh, okay. Boy, there's very little latency on that one. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's the high-tech version. Cool. Excellent. So, toy, I love it when the toys work. That's a, a good beginning. Oh, man. I'll, I'll pat to that. Yes, yes. Here's here's to that. Um, man. Well, first off, uh, thank you for having me over to NCG Studios and Quality Control in the Middle of Greatness oh. because that helped me... Uh, light a fire and, and do this so uh, so thank you thank you thank you for that yeah, that's, that's what it's all about yeah. yeah inspiring each other and uh so tell me a little bit about that before we get in and we'll build this as we go i guess or where would you like to begin that's a better question uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a very rude host question you do the show <laughs> just go ahead joey you do the show yeah. well then uh then let's start with ncg studios when and uh and what's the story behind that well, where I come into the picture uh, was, um, I guess, around 1995, mm -hmm. uh, when I was uh, out of high school and had to find a job, uh, and uh, just, uh, I mean, that's a whole story in and of itself, but long story short, I wound up in, in East Texas. I'm, I, I was raised in Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I wound up in East Texas because there was some relatives there, and I, and I could get a decent job as a, as a painter's helper with them. Uh, and they went to a church that was at that time called Grace Communion Church, um, and and uh, it it was anything but typical. I mean, and and by that I mean like uh, like you know you have you have Pentecostals who have sort of the tongue talking and and uh, and the getting into the spirit. And you have the Southern Baptists who are sort of none of the tongue tongue talking, none of getting into the spirit, and let's uh, let's you know just uh give our lives to jesus and be very still for the rest of our life uh, <laughs> very calm you know but uh but dr jones who's the founder of uh, ncg studios mm -hmm. he was the pastor there and uh he was i mean i don't know i don't know some of the people who are tuning in may have checked out some of his shows uh, but he's very challenging uh you know he's um he asked very smart questions and uh, that was right up my alley i mean i, I was raised christian but but i you know, I really wanted to know, like, I had this idea that most Christians do, that there's, that, that there is an absolute truth about everything, you know, but I, and I sincerely wanted to know it, you know, so no matter what it was, I, at that time, you know, it couldn't have possibly be that there's no, that there's no Yahweh and that, and that Jesus wasn't, you know, God, mm -hmm. that, that couldn't possibly be the truth, but I still wanted to find out, you know, and so having this, this guy that was, that was very, that asked questions that a lot of people in my social group were afraid to ask was really, you know, exciting for me. And so uh, he and I ended up becoming fast friends. Uh, and over the years, uh, I, I just began to think of him as a, as a dad. And, and he, a son to me, uh, a son to me, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've raised him well. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, I, I didn't have a dad growing up, so so he, you know, he fit right in that place uh, in my heart. Um, 
and uh, so just fast forward a little bit uh, we you know we did a lot of things in the in uh, in the community that we were in. Uh, we started a, a uh, or he I say I, I, I was just an assistant, uh, but but uh, he started a classical school there and and uh, provided a top-notch education for uh, for many of the kids in that area, um, uh, often free of charge. Uh, um, I don't know. It was it was really awesome. You had to be there, but. Uh, but you know, um, I remember us. Uh, I remember me uh, getting up in front of uh, the students uh, and diagramming the first sentence in Ephesians one one. Have you ever? Do you know what that 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 is? I don't know that sentence. It's like probably about a hundred word sentence. It is a run on sentence. I'm good. And at this. Uh, do you know anything about diagramming? It's been a long time. Yeah. Refresh my memory. Yeah, like in grammar, there's mm -hmm. there's a way that you can lay out a sentence mm -hmm. visually, um, uh, uh, to where every line, every angle that you make, every every direction that a line points, it all has meaning and it shows how the sentence relates to itself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's all about explaining visually explaining the syntax on a two dimensional plane, um, and uh, so, um, anyways. I'm not going to dwell too much on that. I, suffice it to say, high academics in the school, yeah. And so, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to transition to the next part of the story. Um, uh, let's just say that the community there wasn't completely embracing of the style of education that we had because it again was challenging. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it taught kids to think and ask really good questions, mm -hmm. and that is a deep religious community that we were in. Um, and so, even though we were Christian. Uh, we weren't Christian enough for this community, uh, and uh, and so uh, over time we just there was so much opposition to what we were doing that we eventually moved. That's how we ended up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and so when we when we landed here, we became a Biogrounded Christian Center, uh, and um, uh, did a lot of cool projects, including filming, etc., um, community outreaches, etc. And then at some point, I remember my, my dad. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jones, uh, he was preaching a sermon, and he was talking about how it took the Southern Baptist Convention until 1999 to remove from their bylaws the uh, the section that stated that slavery was right, like not just biblical slavery, but any but modern slavery, etc. It took them until 1999. Like I'm not saying like Southern ba Southern Baptist people. I grew up with Southern Baptist people, and they are, are uh, the, the the people that I knew, knew were very embracing of, of of culture and diversity. I mean, for back then, you know, you know, forty, you know, thirty years ago, uh, even though it was Oklahoma City was right in the Bible Belt, I was raised in, in a in a group of people where that was that was reasonably diverse for, for the area that it, was, that it was in. And I, I, I never got the sense that anybody was be, being treated less than or more than because of the color of their skin. But there is a culture uh, within the Southern Baptist con uh, uh, area, especially in, in, in the, the, probably your southern states, although I'm, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but that, that has a racist mindset because of the way that the Bible's taught, because of their bylaws, etc., so, anyways, 1999, they finally re, re, they finally scratch out slavery's okay, mm -hmm. okay, and his statement is 
if you're involved in an organization that is is so twisted that it thinks that owning other human beings is acceptable, why would you just make a tweak to the bylaws and just go on? You know, why wouldn't you just say, hey, let's start again. Let's 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 just wipe all this off the table and start again. So that was that was sort of the statement that he made in this mm -hmm. sermon, and it really got me thinking. You know, yeah, you know, like 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 if I was a, you know, just hypothetically speaking, if I was a member of the KKK, and I suddenly decided that uh, that oh, you know, no, black people are great. They're they're completely equal to me. And mm -hmm. Would I would I then just like go and say hey let's let's just change. <laughs> the one part of this rule, <laughs> one part of our our you know statement of beliefs that says, that but we're gonna like, keep the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's keep this this KKK going. This is a, this cool thing we got going here. Let's just drop the part where we kill all the black people. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing in the world, you know. Right. And uh, after that sermon, I went up and sat by him, and uh, and I said, you know, I really resonate with what you what, what you just said there. I said it got me to thinking, if that's the case, then why do we still call ourselves Christians? You know, because Christianity has a deep history of, of yeah. hatred and murder and genocide um, that, you know, that is just sort of usually politely swept under the rug, like this bylaw, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, he sort of uh, chuckled to himself and said, I, you know, I don't know, I have to think about that. I'm not sure we're quite ready for that. Uh, reality is, Dr. Jones hasn't been a Christian since 1982, mm -hmm. uh, but he grew up in a Christian culture, and he didn't want to create such a rift between him and his family by fighting with him on, on this. So instead, he became a pastor, and he became a really great at, at teaching people who are very superstitious to sort of think their way out mm -hmm. of the, the things that they're trapped in, yeah. which is really inspiring to me. Um, and, uh, and so fast forward a little bit we eventually did drop the christian moniker but without saying hey if you're christian you shouldn't be here that's not what we were saying mm -hmm. because uh, within our own culture we're, we're people who still you know they, they, they still believe yes jesus is god and 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 jehovah is is uh, is is the almighty creator of the universe and i mean I think some people may disagree with me, but I think if we're all honest, I don't think any of us could prove that that's not the case. It's just really unlikely uh, from my perspective. Say that one more time. I, I think that if, I, I personally think that if we were all honest with ourselves, that we would have to admit that nobody can prove that that there isn't a, a creator whose name is, who has decided my name is Jehovah and sent down a human being named Jesus to teach a message of love. Um, you know, I don't. I don't believe that that's what happens. But I, but I'm not going to disrespect people who who do believe that. You know, uh, and even if it was an irrational belief, I, I still wouldn't. You know, people. We all, we all do what we can to get through life. Mm -hmm. You know, life isn't life is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, and and if it makes it, if if what you're really passionate about is understanding science and and the universe and how things work. Um, then that's what you should do. You know, that's that's the thing that will bring you peace of mind. But, but if that's not your thing, and if you're more of a poetic person, and what you need 
in life is to believe that there's a man who'll bring you presents if you're good uh, a, a certain time of year or you know and that there's a, a bunny that'll hide eggs that you uh, that you can look for or you know or getting more seriously and more rational if, if you're the type of person that likes to imagine where all this came from because scientists still don't know they, they only go back so far Big Bang maybe it's true but you know uh, what you know what caused the Big Bang it goes back forever infinite re infinite regression um, and so you know if you're the type of person that likes to look into infinity and see if they can define it great you know let's not all force each other to believe our own versions of infinity but I understand uh, we good here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. If I understand the, the, the struggle for meaning in life. Uh, and so NCG Studios became a place that really works hard to embrace as many points of view as we possibly can. Uh, it's Which can be challenging because, you know, even having this conversation right here, I'm trying to find ways to speak about Christianity that, that, that makes sure that my Christian friends know mm -hmm. that I respect them. Mm -hmm. uh, and that I could be wrong about anything that I believe, mm -hmm. um, you know. But that's that's hard to do when you don't believe the thing that they that, that's the most important thing in their mm -hmm. life. That's hard to do. It is. Yeah. It is. It's one of the things that I very much enjoy about the space you guys have created. Yeah. Is By the way, did I, 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 I sometimes I read a lot more into a question I'm being asked than what's there. I, I wonder if that's the, like the, <laughs> the past fifteen minutes. Is that the question you're asking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, and, and and that brings us to the like to the place where we're making these shows now. Right. Yeah. It does. It, it, because we went mm -hmm. from Christianity being being like the focus. Mm -hmm. Like, what do we replace this thing that was such a big part of our, our life? It it took me a while personally. What do I now that I don't believe in Jehovah and Jesus? That was a big part of my life. What do I replace it with? It took me a couple of years to sort of sort that out. Do I just stop doing church and now I just have this empty hole mm -hmm. in my life? Uh, and uh, and you know I, I we I can, we continue to gather down there and talk and, and and play around with some things until eventually it sort of occurred to me oh it's about people mm -hmm. you know it's about it's about humanity it's about community mm -hmm. this is this is the, Christianity is is a grasp for meaning beyond this you know I have admitted that I don't know what's beyond this mm -hmm. so this is my meaning this is this is this is the the limit of my world this these are the most important things mm -hmm. you know and uh and so that became our focus which i think it's always been dr jones's focus but you know i'm a selfish son of a bitch so it took me a while to come back to get there <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's great uh if if you haven't been to to ncg studios there is an open invitation to, to come down yeah. and, and hang out 1701 bainbridge out. drive yeah. uh sundays uh show up around uh around uh, 10, no, show up around 9.30 um, and in the mornings or five o'clock in the afternoons. That's when we're beginning to uh, to rev the show up and uh, and yeah. Yeah, and that, I, I wanted to, to get that plug in right there because that segues into exactly what this means to me, like doing podcasts and having these conversations and documenting them because this is a big part of my religion, which is the philosophy, the love of wisdom, the pursuit of knowing more is part of the community that you talked about and the, the comradeship, the getting together at the coffee house, 
wherever that place happens to be, but getting together and yeah. having these challenging conversations. Yeah, it needs to be a culture, not a place. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, um, and I think it's incredible that, uh, that you guys have fostered something like, like NCG Studios to the point that it's at. Um, because it's one of the things, like I can't build that overnight. And so I had to build something that I can take somewhere else. Like I can take yeah. other places because I don't have that yeah. uh, that hub like you guys have, yeah. which is well, a wonderful there, thing. Man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, this right what, what you're doing right here when we started doing shows, this is way more advanced than than our than our first attempt at live broadcast. And when we were doing it on live stream mm -hmm. about ten years ago, yeah, it was like a home video camera, and I somehow figured out how to to translate that into the computer and uh yeah i i created the first workflows for our studio mm -hmm. uh which was great but in comparison to what we're doing now it's you know it's sh quite shabby yeah, yeah. this is this is a step up from that well it's because it's 20 years later or 10 years later and walmart sells coolers toys <laughs> yeah. well uh you know way more I'm about just, computers yeah, than absolutely. i do let's not pretend <laughs> i mean well let's also let's also not pretend that luck doesn't have have a factor in all this i mean you're, right. you're very like, we're all very lucky to live in the age that we do we yeah indeed yeah. indeed and that's one of the things that i i love about just this age and that uh a lot of people including myself in my own way raised the same questions and came to some of the same conclusions that you guys came to and began to understand that um that you can talk about religion from a philosophical perspective and a historical perspective without ever offending anyone uh, because the the one of the beautiful things that i think about spiritual and religious teachings is that they don't ever have to be spoken the only part that you, you can take all of the religious terminology, all of the deity terminology out of public conversation and just talk about the values and the relationships between people and you yeah. pretty much come to the same conclusions. And so beliefs in how we got there, if you never speak about them, it, it's, it's impossible to challenge. Because yeah. like you said, you can't prove it one way or the other, yeah. but the impact that it has on your life comes out yeah. in, in action. And that's what you know, I, I like to find ways to talk about it. I, I, I do I too. I love you know, philosophizing about yeah. it. I mean, one th one thing that I, I I feel like theology was like some of our first efforts at good storytelling. You know, I mean, that's what mythology. You think so? Yeah, that's what mythology was. That's what I mean. It, yes, it was a, it was a, it was an effort to explain where we came from, but it was they were telling these stories to inspire people to go in a particular direction. Like, like, like culturally speaking, like, like, like you just talked about removing, uh, the, the, the labels from the conversation, uh, in order to, and, and we were talking about that within the framework of a culture, mm -hmm. but that's what, you know, that's what they were doing. They were trying to build a culture and, and, uh, you know, it's like, how do you get these inattentive monkeys, <laughs> which is what, which is what we all are, you yeah. know, these, these, these these ADD monkeys. I love that we have ADD. Like like we did not like we didn't have ADD. We came from right. monkeys that that you know they don't have a they don't have, they have two second attention span. Yeah. You know this is natural. People. We are an upgrade. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> we need to take medication for ADD. We need to learn to focus. Focus is the cure for ADD. Totally agree. <laughs> I'm not saying that 
Listen, I'm not saying that some people don't have like 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 a handicap when it comes to focus that might be helped with medication, but we are way over medicating yeah. this ADD. Well, who has ever been through a class in, as a child outside of extracurricular activity that was dedicated to here is what it is to focus and here is what it is to maintain that focus? Like I ended up having, I had, I found that in spiritual practices and Buddhism and meditation way later in life as a child. Even with ADHD and all these phenomenal things that they were imagining up at the time, no one thought to sit me down and go, this is how you focus. Like, this is what it means to right. pay attention. You know, yeah. and these are the ways to mitigate all these things that you think are, are making yeah. it difficult. And so it's just education. Because, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, we time, need a lot of that. I was sitting with, uh, with Dr. Jones, and, and uh, I was trying to understand better ways to cope with anxiety mm -hmm. and things like that. But, you know... We're all in our own brains, and we don't know how effective our our coping mechanisms are as compared to other people's. You know, so it felt like you know there was some room for improvement, and there was. But uh, but the point is that he was he. I, I was saying, you know, how do you you know how do you maintain your center? How do you sort of how to deal with stress, etc. And he and he started talking to me about how you know that he would teach me these breathing exercises. You know, mm -hmm. and so so he. He started to, and what I realized is that, is that I, I was already doing that, uh, and and I definitely remember learning that as a kid, mm -hmm. like that just just breathing slowly. I think just from a movie or mm -hmm. something, you know, just sort of focusing on your breath and controlling your breath and controlling the pace of your breath. Just have it's 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 like anxiety is about losing control, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the fear of losing control, mm -hmm. uh, and and. I think that breathing exercises are all about controlling the 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 very center of who we are first, and uh, and and going like okay, I'm losing control, so let me go back to the basics. Here's what I can control, mm -hmm. and then we focus on that, and then we and then we bring the control back out, and we take and we take control of the situation. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, uh, so that was just a side note, but uh, and I don't remember where I was going with that, except to say that uh, that. Um, where, 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 well, before I we were we were talking about culture, so that gets us into what it is to to realize our individual capabilities and controls that are part of this culture that is moving towards an understanding that we oh, frame focus. as the theolo theology. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and and I I like what what you were saying about how understanding theology in terms of what's going on in a culture and how to how to progress past silly monkey, or what was the phrase you used? Uh, impatient monkeys. Yeah, ADD, monkeys. <laughs> ADD monkeys. Into something that's a little more focused and enlightened. Yeah. Um, but we love movies. We do. We love yeah. stories. We do. Yeah. And they didn't have TV back then. Right. And so, and, and, you know, it wasn't as if back then they were any better sitting and listening to lectures just arbitrary lectures about information you know mm -hmm. I can do that I can sit in a lecture and, and absorb arbitrary information but but that is a skill mm -hmm. uh, that not everybody has that's the that's a skill of a student uh, and not everybody is a good student they, they, they and, and student being a good student takes practice yeah um, and uh, and and so back then thousands of years ago mm -hmm. the the idea of what a student was was very rare to see somebody you know that had Focus. That was a guru. Just somebody that could just like, yeah. like, 
hocus. <laughs> so, a shaman, and they had so a lot of how help. How do you get all these people on the same page? Well, you yeah. tell them these amazing, grand stories mm -hmm. that have morality injected into them. Mm -hmm. Whatever morality they had, maybe not perfect, obviously not perfect morality, yeah, but, but it at was least, yeah, at least. At least don't kill each other. Right. You know, yeah. some basics. Yeah. Some like basics. you can kill some people. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are always you can, exceptions. You can even kill each other under certain circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> but on Wednesday right. at noon, for no yeah. reason. Yeah. And on Sunday, don't even move. Yeah, yeah. you don't. <laughs> I think don't. I think Sunday was about like like uh, all the all the preachers who were the storytellers and the leaders mm -hmm. back then were tired like like yeah. like we've been we've been monitoring you guys six days we want to rest nobody move just <laughs> go to your homes stay still so that we can take a nap <laughs> we need a break yeah. <laughs> so here there's my kitty cat hello zora so hearing i wonder what time frame you imagine when you uh when you're giving these examples because i think of a time when uh, there was no clergy, priests were shamans, hunter-gatherers was the name of the game, but these people had an incredible astrological knowledge. And so what the Probably stories they were somewhere. telling yeah. were based on the thing, the TV that they could all see, which was yeah. the sky. And so that's how we have this ancient astrological, astronomical knowledge, is because that's all they yeah. had. That I'm was imagining the, the beginning of the Jews. That's okay. that's where my mythos comes from. Yeah, so when, when we get to get back to imagining what and talking about the God and theology and, and things of that nature. I try and understand it from a point of whatever all of those things that predate humanity are existed and do and still exist in some way that doesn't require modernity to understand it. Modernity, what do you mean? Like modern times. It doesn't take me now and my access to information to understand that. And so I give as much credence to all of the great philosophers who have come, or well, prophets, or however you want to put it, and try and understand it from that particular context. No, I wouldn't say that, that everybody needs to understand Christianity any more than everybody needs to understand the Quran. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's, it is very beneficial to, to be able to connect with particularly this Western culture. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to get up and communicate, uh, to understand their mythos and their culture in great detail uh, can be very useful. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there are even stories in in the Bible itself where Paul used people's own mythos mm -hmm. to connect with them. Like like he he w was working to win some philosophers over to his argument by talking about the statue that they themselves had of the unknown God. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, there's. There's no, it's like you know, it's there's no harm in not understanding these things. I don't, I don't think that that uh, that it's more like if that's something that interests you, get into it, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, but there is a lot of benefit in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking of it from the contemplation standpoint. In the uh, like I said earlier, you you don't necessarily need all of that terminology to have a value based, uh, universally value based no. culture. But thinking about what God is and, and the limitations of what we know plays in greatly to that. And so when I think about culture and I think about um, about the directions that the church chooses to take on its storytelling for different reasons, 
how that relates to the cultures that came before it. So Joseph Campbell talks about the perpetuation of myth and mythology, right? Yeah. Well, we know that a lot of those stories, there are lots of other flood stories, there are lots of other flood myths, right. uh, 2,000, or, you know, in the area of 2,000 to be exact. So we know that there's a lot of information embedded in, in books like the Bible and the Quran that's historical. It's not just opinion-based. Not all of it is either or the other, but uh, it, depending on who you ask. But there's also the element of the calendar. And in the changing of the guard from religion to religion, not just the values and the deities, uh, but very specifically the calendar that goes along with that. And I think one of the origins of these deities and understanding the gods and... Uh, you know, those things that are beyond our understanding sometimes, whatever you want to call them, uh, come out of this, these cycles that we're all a part of. And so the seasons play a major role in that, and that's where we see the beginnings of some, some really ancient, ancient, uh, you know, star cults. Uh, that's not the right term, but... Um, like, you're talking about like, like, like pagan... Yeah, Celtic yeah. Type of, getting yeah. In, getting into that range, yeah, and, sure. and the people that that taught them their shamans, their information, and specifically, uh, you know, when we talk about God, it amazes me that our version of humanity, what we're doing now, we talk about history in terms of ten thousand years being a far stretch to get to things like Gobekli Tepe, uh, and so our version of history is really really small, and yet yeah. some of our best historians tell us about. A time frame that's twice as large as the one that we can document and that was just their clock you know on a bigger scale yeah. and so when when people talk about are you familiar with Giovanni Bruno no okay so he was a monk that ended up being killed because his concept of of God was universal was was infinite and the church didn't didn't like that <laughs> and so uh, because Giovanni Bruno thought that the the solar system and the Earth and the Sun was just one small version of a replication that all these other stars were. He figured this shit out. He did the thought experiment yeah. and figured out that there was all this galaxy and all this stuff, and the church did not like it. And they basically killed him. And in the end, his his argument was, my God isn't bound in in that way. And so that's that's how I like to think of of how how big God is and how amazing it is that we just are barely beginning to understand what do you mean the scale of history Christian atheist? yeah well, by the, the term God to me means the stuff that we haven't love, defined yet I love that you use the term God for that yeah, yeah well, because it's just one yeah. more version of us all talking about the same thing which Absolutely, is why it's man. fun to and try that, that, and figure it out you know there is you know you can get really bigoted when you talk about theists and atheists okay mm -hmm. uh, any group of people, it's easy to, 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 to speak about them in ways that is bigoted, that assumes that they're sure, all the same, sure. you know. Um, and, and so I have to take, you know, pro, like conservatively 90% out of each group and say, these people are all just people, mm -hmm. okay. But there is this fringe on both theism, the end of theism, and the end of atheism. And I'm talking about I, I don't want to disparage anybody, but I'm talking about very. It's not easy. It's not hard for anybody to understand. On the extremity of theism, there are some 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 kooks sure. that are famous and well known. Mm -hmm. But on the 
extremity of theism or atheism, I will say there are also some kooks that are famous oh, and well known, and 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 they're less well known. But in the in these extremities, these two sides can't communicate with each other at all. But they're that that's all. That's all they want to communicate with. They just want to fight. Yeah. And they can't. They can't even talk. They don't understand what each other is saying. It's like you don't watch Naruto, do you? No. Yeah. I, I was, need to. <laughs> I was thinking recently that these these people are like Naruto characters. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this happens a lot in anime, where where each character has a rival, and they and they hate their rival. But secretly, they love their rival, and they can't live without their rival because their rival defines who they are. Mm -hmm. But they'll never say it out loud. Mm -hmm. and so they're just satisfied being in this, like, it's not even a balance. It's just like a, it's just like there's a wall, <laughs> and we like to get together and talk and pretend like that wall's not yeah. there. And it, and, it, and it comes, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of that comes down to the fact that neither side is willing to use the other side's language. That's a good point. Yeah, and That's it's like, a really good point. why does it? Language is nothing but algebra. Okay, if if I say I like if I say microphone, it's just a variable that refers to that. And the only reason why we know it refers to that is because we've all agreed that it refers to that. Okay, but just like a can equal two, microphone can equal a piece of fruit if we mm -hmm. all agree that, that that's. But you know, somehow we've all sort of sort of come to a place to where we understand that that's that's the word. And so why can't why can't uh, and why can't a theist say science when they're referring to or, or just creator, mm -hmm. just cre a creator, whether conscious or non-conscious? Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. We we know that we came from something that created this. Right. You know. And if you're not comfortable with the word creative, then I'll be patient. Create. Then I'll be patient with you, and I'll use a word like manufacture or mm -hmm. or or uh, or. Exp explode from from nothing whatever sure. you know uh but uh anyways i get on these ramblings that sort of fizzle out like no, it's <laughs> okay. that's, that's exactly what i do that's why i was that's, that's why this is going to be epic uh it already is epic i i'm okay with being able to bridge that gap in in most cases but i find that those extremes of people those those disparate 10 percent on either end, what's really happening there is uh, a lot of what's happening with social media and a lot of what's happening with this cultural shift in understanding. And it's one of the walls that we're going to run into, and that is our level of self-awareness. And right now, those 10% of people and the people who get vitriolic and angry and yell at each other on Facebook might as well just be yelling in the mirror because... Nobody is really that angry at someone they've never met. It's just not, that's not how anger works. And yeah, well, they're angry at a, a their idea of yeah. what that is. Yeah. And so that's a conversation that you can just as easily have in the mirror. And as a matter of fact, you'll, you'll resolve it much faster if you talk right. to yourself about it because you don't have that, that, um, that, that other language to overcome. Yeah. And, and you so, realize the truth much much quicker which is this yeah. is boring <laughs> right right and or totally irrelevant yeah. and um and that's that's one of the reasons that i like taking all the the dicey terms and, out and we're both reflections of the same person <laughs> right and then you can get really deep and say well what's really consciousness and then you, the you talked about the this co-creation 
that every all of this is because we agree on it and so there's this paradigm shift that's going on between the people from a conscious philosophical standpoint that talk about the manifestation of all of this is a holographic universe and or a, or a simulated experience and that our consciousness hallucinates our reality yeah but everything that it's hallucinating has been verified from another perspective and that's yeah. the co-creation yeah and so people people forget that yeah sure you can make up your own world but you're going to use the same terminology that everybody else does if you're going to pretend to play in both worlds unless you go off and do your legit own thing there is no individual like there is only communal there is only collective there is only via the other naruto naruto character that we naruto. define our naruto <laughs> thank you that we define ourselves and and all of these things are are that's, that's a, a a naruto nerd uh, correction by the way <laughs> But all those things are connected to why I think more y'all need to come to NCG Studios is so we can sit around and talk philosophy in person. Um, yeah. Because that's what, that's what this is, that's what it's all about. And that's, that gets back to how we all got to be here and what's going on and, and why it's fun to talk about these things. Because you can't help but end up in the same place, inevitably, which is dead. And so until we get there, let's figure out how many ways can you experience everything in between? Which, if, if that isn't the purpose of being here, then uh, then you're thinking about the game after death instead of this game. Because all we can do while we're here is enjoy the experiment, from my perspective. Yeah. Well, we, and, we bring the purpose, don't we? Yes, very much so. And we play by everybody else's rules that we agree upon in most cases. And we try not to be angry little monkeys all the time. But... But we are. <laughs> I, I still say we're just silly little critters running around. But it raises the question of what is it that's going on. I don't know how you feel about the language of evolution. But in this version of humanity, what do you see the next version of us being? When we get that next step smarter, all of the things that we struggle with, terminology and, and our, our little monkey brain problems... I don't know, man. I have a lot of crazy ideas about that that I some I usually only share privately. <laughs> like, 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 not like controversial. Like, I see a very loving version, of, like a very loving and inclusive future. I, I, I hope if it could, if I had my way, it would. But it's like, how do we, how do we get there? How do we get from a warmongering world culture, uh, like it is a world culture, like, like the 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 the, the majority of of people in this world even though we're all people i think the, i think the majority of the people are still in a place where it's like if you hit us we need to hit you really really hard back you know mm -hmm. as like 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 our nation should hit your nation mm -hmm. um and you know I, I i used to would have said i get that but i think i'm getting it less and less uh I, you know, I, I think I've said this to one person in my life before, and, I, and, I, and I'll say it now on, on this show because I think I feel stronger about it than I used to. Uh, and that is that I think that if, if we have a nation attacking us, that our first step, instead of sending a bunch of soldiers out to slaughter, you know, or sending a drone over to kill a thousand people, is just to send a hundred or so very self-sacrificing people, loving self-sacrificing people, 
over to say, hey, you know, if you want to, if you want to kill, if you want to strike our nation, here we are, kill us. <laughs> Let's end it here. And I think that, you know, that's a little poetic. I don't know actually what, you know, what the specifics of, of, of the future look like. And, and there's a lot about that that seems like, oh, crazy, you know, like, like you would never force a person to do that. But, but, and hopefully the, the idea is we're sending a message of love. So hopefully those people don't get killed, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like, but I guess that doesn't work because the nation, that nation wants to take over this nation. They want to take over like, isn't that the goal? They want to beat you or take over your government, you know? So maybe that wouldn't even work. But the point is it would be better for, for just everybody to just go like this and to put their guns down and say, if you're going to shoot then shoot me, you know, I'm not going to shoot you. Mm -hmm. That would be much better than let's see if I can shoot more of you than you can shoot of me. Right. You know, that would have, you would have less deaths that way. I might get killed if I do that, but I'll bet you that I just saved 10 people's lives. Yeah. You know, cause all, there are there, what there aren't in this world, what there aren't in the majority is psychopaths. You know, we have a lot of psychopaths because we have a lot of people, but they're not the majority. Right. And only a psychopath would shoot somebody who put down their gun and said, "Hey, if you're going to shoot, shoot me." Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. very true. Anyways, that's, I, a, that's I'm sure that that's a really dumb. Uh, no, not at all. Well, it's a really dumb basic philosophy that needs a lot of detail, but it, but it's 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 more of a poem than an idea. I agree with. Uh, I I agree with all of it. My version of that would would not include sending people over it would just be to do nothing um yeah uh, although my my version of sending people over would be to show up and say not i'm here to sacrifice myself but i'm here to listen to you because i think violence is uh violence is two things it's it's always fear motivated and fear goes two ways fear retreating or fear aggressing and fear aggressing is preemptive uh fight or flight so, so typically aggression comes from this agitation that probably could have been averted if somebody had just said, vent, tell me, tell me what it is before yeah. you swing. Posturing is really important. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like even the lack of it sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I, I know we've got a lot of people in, in our military, uh, and in other people's military who, you know, they're not going to be pushed around. They're, they're going to, if they, if they feel like they are vulnerable, they're going to make themselves stronger. Uh, if they feel like they're being aggressed upon, they're going to aggress. Uh, and that's the wrong mindset, I think, uh, mm -hmm. um, to some extent. Uh, but I, but I think that even those people um, are always looking to see how others are posturing themselves. Mm -hmm. If I scale the world problem down to a small group of people, and I, and, I, and I put myself in that equation, and there's been some sort of misunderstanding, and I can sense that somebody's upset with me or offended, um, and, and I'm afraid that they are an aggressive person, uh, well, the natural... The, con the most common reaction to that is, is to get ready, mm -hmm. to ready yourself, uh, and to sort of tense up. And even the subtlest of, of those things is, is posturing. And, it, and it's, it's similar to us sort of 
firing up our nuclear weapons or you know turning on more radars or 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 or, or whatever uh, but but i find in in my life which is uh, the, the 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 solution that i have to that problem is not is not to tense up i mean i may out of reflex sometimes but but if i'm consciously dealing with a problem i i just begin to breathe and i and i just i just let the tension go somewhere else, you know, to my feet. I don't know, but I, but I, but I, I consciously focus on relaxing my muscles, and 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 focusing on something more positive. And so far, the moment always passes. If there's if there's ever a moment like that between me and a stranger or me and a friend, we almost never even talk about it. I I don't even know if it's real. Because because it just it just sort of faded away, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I think that that you know we we uh, people people of Earth, you know, when we are afraid that somebody's going to attack us, we fire up our missiles, we ready our troops, and and they see us doing that, so oh, well, we're going to fire up our missiles, we're going to ready our troops, you know, don't do that. Yeah, well, action and behavior is 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 very much uh very very important and, and that's like you said that's where all that posturing comes from and it's not healthy to perpetuate that cycle and people forget that it's a feedback loop and when you throw it out there it's you're just perpetuating that cycle and it takes someone saying just don't do that and then people forget i forget a lot of times that um that Everything that's going on up here is just a manifestation of what this is is doing, and you know all the meat suit. And so if if I'm feeling threatened, then there's a loop that's going to go from you should be afraid to you should tense up to you're tensing up to you should be afraid, and just dominoes. Right. And so if more people would just take that advice, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, just just find a way to step out of that loop, as, as you call it, and observe it and work with it mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, you can you can step out of uh, your your human nature which sometimes the human nature is great like the mo i would say the monkey nature really mm -hmm. sometimes the monkey nature is great sometimes it's not mm -hmm. um but uh let's say something about uh i don't remember what it was we're talking about um global posturing mm -hmm. um and uh, the, the thought is slipping. Well, violence on, on an international scale has gotten kind of silly because, um, you know, the necessity to retaliate is just not, it's not there. Uh, it, it's not there. Where's the real threat? And what are you really swinging back at? And what are we really accomplishing? And so from, from a violence yields results standpoint, I think a lot of what's happened over the last 3,000 years is a good demonstration of this. I remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. Then. Thank you. Uh, I was I was going to say that I love how our culture is so against our, our nation uh, as a people. Like we're so against gang culture, you know, like like <laughs> like like uh, not and not just like Bloods versus Crips or whatever it's called today, but yeah. like like going back to like New York gangs, etc. Like we're constantly working to get that out of our get it, and rightly so to get it out of our culture mm -hmm. so that people can get along mm -hmm. and yet as a nation we're like you know oh, the the usa boys you know you're not going to mess with us you know we're going to wear our colors mm -hmm. you know and, and that's that's where that's where uh nationalism patriotism gets very sick mm -hmm. uh, 
I, I love the part of, of nationalism, patriotism, that, that's, we are a people, let's build our government, you know, let's, let's build our culture, and, and let's, let's be proud of what we've built. I don't like the idea of nationalism and patriotism that says we're better than them, you know, we're, we're doing something better, it's us versus them, you know. I mean, I really am in favor, long term, of, of one, one nation, one, one global culture. One race. But, you know. But, you know, not by force, but by us all realizing, hey, you know, we got to work together. Yeah. Know? I think that's coming. Uh, to tie it back in, 26,000 years, these massive calendars, the cycles that could possibly be interpreted in, in humanity and the potential for our, our cosmic orientation to other planets to affect the energy that's in us that gets us through these patriarchal and matriarchal ages that has a lot to do with the way that we respond to fear. And the way that we, the way that we get involved in our own heads, to the point that an idea like survival of the fittest can be misinterpreted, to be perpetuated as the tooth and claw, the aggression, yeah. and violence should survival. be all the time. Well, but neo Darwinism but, says survival of the fittest is this all the time thing where it's always this constant competition, where that's not at all what Darwin but, said. But survival of the fittest means that the strongest among us we're the ones that make it when the pressure's on that's that's what that's what that means and specifically when mating and fighting over mating yeah. rights that's really the only aggressive but you see a sort little of, bit of it in feeding sur- i don't think survival of the fittest is limited to mating well, we're talking about genetics, right? No, we're talking about the challenges of creation, the challenges mm-hmm. of, I mean, yes, the challenges of genetics, so certainly, and certainly uh, the, the mating process creates survivors. I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm, but I'm talking about survival of the fittest means that when you create that, that, that being, and, mm-hmm. you, and you know this, we're just going to get on the same page here, it means that when you create that being, that it's going to survive. Mm-hmm. It's going to survive the, the tests of, of life, you know, when, 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 uh, you know, storms come, they're going to be the people that figure out shelter, you know, uh, you know, when there's a fire, they're going to be the ones that figure out how to put it out. When, 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 when there's a fight, they're going to be the ones that win. Okay. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people these days turn survival of the fittest around to mean destroy the weakest. That, that, that's that, a good that, point. That, that we, we, it, 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 it that, that's not what it means to animals. Mm-hmm. To animals, it doesn't mean destroy the weakest. They, they, they destroy the weakest because they're stronger, mm-hmm. you know. But that's but but they're not like, oh, survival of the fittest. They're just eating. You Consequence know? versus goal. Yeah, they're just eating and defending. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing, uh, just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Humans have survived. There's nothing, there's nothing against us except each other now. Yeah. You know, so, so to take that animal concept that's so abstract you can take it in two directions you can take it to mean we've got to continue to survive and get stronger mm-hmm. or you can take it to mean kill the weak you know and i don't think it ever meant this to i mean it was this was just a natural re, this was just a natural this this naturally followed because they're animals we're intelligent it doesn't have to naturally follow you know it was a natural survival of the fittest is a natural law we human beings 
uh, in the way that we define nature, we are able to rise above that nature to some extent, even though I would argue that's still nature. But our understanding, what we normally define mm -hmm. as nature, we're able to, to get a little bit higher than that. Well, and I, I, that ties into that catch mechanism that we have, that when we, when we hear something and we want to respond really quickly, we're, we're getting, I think that's what makes us faster. Our response time, we have the ability to say, okay, that's my natural reaction, but that's not the best reaction. So let me evaluate that and and do better than that versus uh, you know these these snapped judgments kind of reactions. And so when you talk about uh, the high, the hiring the order of nature uh, in that regard, that's kind of where we're going. Yeah. In, in that we can do that. But I think there were definitely some people like Algis Huxley that framed this survival of the fittest in you know an Ayn Rand, however she pronounces it. Yeah. That I, framed it. I'm not suggesting weird. it hasn't been framed by yeah, a well-known. But I like. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. I just. I just know that 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 Darwin was trying to describe what we think of as nature. Yeah. He was trying to describe animal behavior. Yeah. You know, and animals don't think like that. They don't no. think like humans do. No, but they do think in love and compassion. He documented very thoroughly the the evidence of community and the nurturing oh, sure. of, of yeah. children he talked about that much more extensively than he yeah. talked about the survival of the fittest concept and are you familiar with the uh the studies where they put the camera on the these herds of deer in in the fields to figure out who's making you know the decision making process and mm -hmm. they did the same thing with birds and fish and and all these case studies and what they f they expected to find was that the alpha deer was going to be out there and and telling everybody, disseminating orders and, and being in charge and doing the alpha thing. And what they found was that more often than not, the alpha deer was the last to know. Like, you know, whoever, they, the, the, the fittest, what, you know, in this terms of aggression and competition all the time, fittest, um, the alpha so the deer was still always the left douchebag in the animal community. Yeah, yes. <laughs> seriously, seriously. But because what's really going he's on? He's the guy who thinks he's in charge. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. That's funny. Because what's really going on is all the other deer, while they are in, uh, in field, feeding, doing what they do, they will periodically, individually look up in the direction of a watering hole, and this will go on for hours and hours and hours. But when the fifty-first deer say there are 100, so when the 51st percentile deer looks at simultaneously at a specific watering hole, they all go. And it's not a, hey, what do you think, blah, 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 blah. It's 50 deer, 51, gone. And the alpha deer, more often than not, was left just hanging out going, where'd everybody go? <laughs> like, what's going uh, on? You guys go over there and drink out of that hole you're right. headed towards now. <laughs> right, but not even close. And the same thing, it's the democratization of the survival of a group and and they're making these real-time decisions on on how to survive and it and it really does come down to some serious questions because if not everybody in the herd eats enough then not everybody survives if not everybody drinks enough not everybody survives like these are life and death questions and it's not in nature it's never left up to one person you know uh or I, and I, i'm not even going to take cool. that back up to one person there are instances where matriarchs and elephant herds yeah. have a lot of knowledge and have the most knowledge and so they are the matriarchs and they do the leading but that's because they've got the most extensive maps in their heads yeah. but they still have help from from everybody else yeah, i think animals are a lot smarter than we 
than, than I, we scientifically have concluded. <laughs> I totally agree, and the evidence I, to I that is... I even think that, that, that sometimes they're, they're are literally like, okay, guys, the humans are watching us, be cool, you know, and that they modify their behavior because they're being watched. I, I, I think that happens. I, I, I You know, I, I don't think that they're, like, you know, secretly solving math equations on boards, but, but I think, like, like when we get to observe something like what you just talked about, that that's special. Like, yeah. I think that, that, that some of that shit they've hidden from humans for, for millennia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that, and that we always just think they're dumb because they're like, you know, stay with, stay guys, stay away from the crazy monkeys. You know, <laughs> you'll notice these like very angular structures. Don't go over there. They will <laughs> flip the fuck out and murder you. <laughs> You're crazy. Uh, so here's here's why would good they one. murder us? We're not we're not hurting anybody. Anyway. Yeah, but they think you're gonna hurt somebody because you're wiggling your legs a lot. They're skittish. They're real skittish. So, but here's you need to add this to that whole bit, uh, and and it is that we as humans have taught our language, and have taught three other species to communicate in our language with us. We have yet to learn the language of any other species. Right. So that's, that's how like, far behind we are. They we still are. studying the whale language like that as, as intensely as they used to. Oh yeah, there's still people that are all over that. But I think that's an example of done our, better than us. I think our problem is that we're trying to understand their language from the perspective of how our language works. Like, right. like I, 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 I'm sure that there are scientists who have this has occurred to them, you know, and and I'm sure that 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 it has come a lot further than what I'm criticizing here mm-hmm. but, I, but I, I, I doubt that that we understand the intelligence of what those languages are if we did we would begin to understand them you know mm-hmm. but I think that it's it's kind of like in human culture uh, we have such a limited concept of what is brilliant or what is genius like when we say genius or or like especially the term genius we, we, most of us are thinking like of Albert Einstein solving the equations on the board mm-hmm. but there are geniuses in all walks of life there mm-hmm. there are geniuses and my dad used to know a couple of geniuses uh, um, at a, a sewage plant when he was much younger and he uh, operated a sewage plant um, and he knew he knew people that were down on the bottom of the of the of the, of the corporate hierarchy there who knew a thousand times more about plumbing and sewage than anybody did, and they just figured it out on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he put, he sort of put them, they, the people that were in charge of him wouldn't let him put them in charge, but he sort of, as a supervisor, put them in charge and let them make the decisions and guide him. Uh, and, and so if we can't even understand the genius of our other fellow human beings, Right, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm sure that we that, that scientists understand that their language isn't structured. Like, it's like it's so animal language is so far so different from human language that you can't you can't even think of you can't. There's no model of grammar that you can put on that that we have. Right, it's and, not and, and 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 we're so far. Like, yeah, it isn't grammar. You know, but but at, at the same time, maybe like maybe there is a something totally different that we could actually structure into something that you could call grammar yeah sure so far different like no verbs no nouns i don't know I, who knows i do yeah you know yeah think about it well and this i i know because other people have done the research okay so what we know is whales and dolphins all sing songs they communicate in songs hold on you said that we haven't even begun to understand or that we that we have not 
Okay, we, we, we still don't understand them, right? We don't know what they're saying. Okay. But we, we know, we can, we've documented, we, we understand that they are communicating somehow. And we've, while they're doing this, we've taken scans of their brains. Mm -hmm. Whales, dolphins, orca, aquatic mammals in particular. And what we know is the parts of their brain that, that process emotion are much larger. And the parts of their brain that process emotion are used in communication much more extensively. And so all this, the, all the frontal lobe problem solving stuff that we're really good at, that governs a lot of our grammar and sentence structure and all of those wonderful things that we're good at, yeah. aren't as necessary in the world of songs. And so the analogy for what these animals are doing is that they are communicating most likely through emotion or what we call emotion which is yeah. sentiment it's context it's biofeedback in the moment and it's also historical and so the phrasing of a song we have that phrasing you know you have a verse you have a refrain you have crescendos you decrescendos we have terminology for that but what we don't have is the we don't have their vocabulary yeah. if they have a vocabulary but it's probable that because music affects us yeah. the same way via vibration right. that it means it feels to us yeah. the way that it feels to them now how their consciousness or yeah. their cognitive process what it does with that information we don't have a clue yeah. but there's no reason to think that as mutual biological beings that the communication that they put out because it is vibrational and sound doesn't feel to them the way that it feels to us yeah and that's kind of where we're at like we yeah. know that there's some really deep serious stuff going on there in an extremely complicated way yeah we just can't interpret the vocabulary yeah and so when you look at which is when you think about hieroglyphics and this is the bridge to getting to that uh, is that hieroglyphics are found now to be um, more like an anagram yeah. and so it's not a full sentence uh, or a hieroglyphic is not a, a sound of a word. It's right. a whole sentence. And this sound of a word is like FBI is a hieroglyph. And so there, there's it's this... an idea. Yeah. A hieroglyph is an yeah. idea. Like a Chinese character. Or, or, yeah. or it, it's it not... Is, are you sure it's a sentence? It's a whole sentence? Are some all of them are. Sentence? Some of them. Yeah. Some, of, some them. of them are words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Entire words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, some more similar to the to uh, Cantonese. Uh, exactly, and yeah. so you have this, you have this complexity of symbology that our language reduces out, and I think the specificity in language is designed by us for manipulative purposes. And so, if you wanted to find a language that was really honest and pure, you would find a language that is more emotive, and so the less words and the less details and the more sentiment you had in it the more honest it would be from my perspective and so this ability to convey information on a much larger scale through concept rather through through enunciation of, of a syllable uh, is similar to the way that emotion is expressed in music and art it's uh, yeah. it's an and this gets back to it's not an intellectual IQ, it's an emotional IQ. And so this genius that other people exhibit may not be 
for physics as a plumber, or it may not be for philosophy as a plumber, whatever it is. But everyone has an expertise, and there are there are so many ways of understanding genius and critical thinking that we're just pigeonholed ourselves into thinking we, we're it and we got a, a lock on it that we couldn't be further from the truth and that goes back to there are other species out there that have learned to communicate with us via our languages right and yet we can't even begin to fathom how to communicate with them and so we're we're stumbling through through trying to understand that but we we know it's there we just can't get far enough away from our egos to sit back and, and figure out what's going on I think sorry. See, this, that's me getting off on a long diatribe rant ramble. Oh, but you, but it backs up the you know if I'm gonna say I know something about something I, I'm I'm gonna try and throw it out there. And it's not that it's not that I know and I came up with that shit. It's that I've looked into it enough and I have seen enough studies and and listened to enough lectures to know that. And I've seen and been around enough dolphins to know that there's some serious higher order shit going on there. You know, sure. when, when you, you can connect with animals I in a way. That, I asked Russell uh, on, on my show, one of the questions that I asked him was, do you think that, uh, do you think a, a dog's, the face, do you think that the face of, of a dog's mother flashes in its eyes or in its mind as it, as it dies? You know, like, do you think that it has images of its life? And I think that the, the, the what I was trying to get at what I'm what I because I think a lot about uh, about animal behavior what I was trying to get at is when an animal like a dog is dying and it knows that it's dying like like maybe it's, you know something's eating it or it's, it's it got run over um, does it feel the loss of everything that it's built from birth does it feel that does it feel that that uh, that that you know. Does it remember the the good times? Does it remember what it meant to be a puppy? Uh, and have you ever does died? It, does it think of its children? No. 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 Have you ever been close? Like, have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, "Holy shit!" Near death experience? Uh, no, not a near death experience. I have I have been in a place where I wondered if I was going to die. Gotcha. Um, because it, that kind of thing fascinates me. I've done a lot of research into people that claim to have out-of-body experiences and you know reincarnation, right. and so, and I don't think animal. I don't think we're special in relationships to the animal kingdom. I think we're just like every other animal, and so I I think dogs definitely, in those moments, have emotional yeah. recollections. That's what I imagine. You know, I don't see how it's I was. A, I was sitting on be. my back when when I when, when I came up with this question. I was sitting on my back porch. And I heard a dog in the distance just you knew. crying you knew. out in pain. Mm -hmm. I was like, that dog's probably about to die. And then I wondered, you know, like, is it crying because it's in pain? Or yeah. is it all, is, is, a, is another part of it like I'm losing something that, that is very valuable to me and I have reasons why it's valuable, you know? Mm -hmm. I, the reason that cats meow and the frequencies that they meow in, in is because it mimics, or coincidentally, it mimics infants crying. Uh, and they don't meow for other cats, they meow for people more often than not. Uh, and so uh, when, and music and vibration being the root of what all of this is created from, from my standpoint, when we hear those sounds, we know them to be certain things because they are part of a universal language. 
And that's why I think these songs that birds and whales sing is a form of communication that is extremely honest. And it's interpretable by all of biology because it's the language of biology. It's the reason that only 7% of our message has anything to do with the words that we say. Because everything else is vibration, like you said earlier. The behavior and the posturing that people do right. has a lot to do with what's going on inside of them, which has to do with the energy that they're sending out, which is the reason that paralanguage and body language and the sounds and sights that people take in are vastly more significant than the words that they hear. And I, I, think, I think all of that ties in. I, I, I'm very pleased with that little bow. Son of a bitch. I didn't think I'd be able to get all that together. Nice. <laughs> Uh, occasionally I'm not dumb <laughs> but every now and then I have some moments of genius that I question myself goodness this has been a blast yeah. man this has been a real blast welcome to uh, 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 two blowhards talking <laughs> yeah. hope you're enjoying the uh, all the wind just making up some nonsense hoping you're, hoping you're feeling the gusts coming your way Heck yeah. I am going to yeah, pull up some was... Facebook and uh, see if there are any, any comments we want to discuss real quick. I don't know what your schedule's like. I am uh, am free for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I, I can stay a bit longer, uh, but uh, my wife is going to a party and soon he needs the car. Ah. Then we may not keep this. Well, we'd go, no, I mean, we'd go for like a good bit longer. I have no idea who that person is. <laughs> Pistol Dick Wilson says, yeah, I'm I taking will. a dump. Worship <laughs> devil. Look at me. Thank God I wasn't looking at the screen. I don't even know who that is. Let's see. Oh, I can't. Oh, I think this person is a troll. Uh, unfortunately, my Facebook page is... Huh. Uh, uh, I, I know a few people. Jesse so. Nicholas Brace is watching you. That's hey, cool. Jesse. What's going on? That's not the first time I've caught Jesse Nicholas Brace watching me. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to get back to my page. Mm. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so I have no idea who that is. If anybody knows who that is, I just took That's a look. Pistol Dick Wilson. Yeah. Do you know who Pistol Dick Wilson is? Uh, <laughs> I'll find out. I tried to click on his profile, but it didn't take me there. I don't either. Anyway, if uh, if it's a if it's a bot, we'll all uh, make fun of it. And it'll be a good time. I... I think we should walk over the beach before you have to leave. And uh, in which case, okay, we will sign yeah, all of this. You did promise me a long walk on the beach. Off, I did. Yeah. I did indeed. And a kiss before I left. <laughs> Just said I'm always watching. We know Robocrates is always, always on. It's always on. So, Facebook, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. We will see you next time. Bam. Good one. And then let's see. Post that. 
And then post. That was a great discussion, man. That was wonderful, yeah. And then, oh, you know, we forgot to plug everything on the uh, on the Facebook Live. Well, before we turn off the uh, the podcast, uh, NCG Studios on YouTube, uh, Joey Livingston on Facebook. What else you you got on there? Yeah, check out a uh, uh, quality control streams live on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to NCG Studios on YouTube, and you'll get live notifications of of when we're going up. Uh, we'll probably go to Facebook Live at some point. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, quality control starts at uh, at ten forty five. Before that is this versus that with Dr. Michael W. Jones and Rhonda Jones at ten o'clock, and then you've got uh, reflections with Rhonda Jones, Kimberly Johnson, and my wife Monica Livingston at uh, at one o'clock. And then uh, the middle of greatness starts at six, and then you have the place at seven. And you can yeah. come in, you can come up to the studio, and you can watch any of those shows live. If you come up, if you if you join the audience, uh, there's a decent chance uh, that you'll you'll get involved, or or we'll ask you a question or something like that. We have a stage audience area where you can sit. Compton's been in that, in a, in, love in it. That, yeah, in that area, and there's a, and you're mic'd, uh, so uh, so it's a it's it's intended to be as interactive as it possible possibly can we're trying to find ways to include more and more people um, and uh, and so it's not just uh, you won't just be a, a spectator uh, you will be a um, you'll be a potator <laughs> a potator I like it so um, yeah truthlovingpeace.com if you're looking to download this you can find it on iTunes if you need to direct someone to it uh, YouTube is my name uh, Twitter, that's the new one. Uh, Twitter is at Kilt Chamberlain. Thanks to uh, Carson and uh, <laughs> Kilt Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, he, they, they he, came up, Carson came up with that. Yeah, Carson called me Kilt Chamberlain, and we were, we were messing around <laughs> the other day. And uh, I got on Twitter, and he was like, "That should be your Twitter." Because I, I'm, I know nothing about Twitter. I'm building a Twitter account, so yeah. he's like, looking at that. So I got on there and I started looking and found it. Like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so now it's the at on my new professional Facebook page too. So I, you can you can find me pretty easily. Google Compton Kilt Kilt Chamberlain. Any of that stuff uh, should come up pretty easily. Check it out. Truthloveandpeace.com. Thanks for joining us, ladles uh, and jelly spoons. Compton has uh, uh, more than twenty thousand people have looked up Compton's uh, kilt. That's why he's called Kilt Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> And there are 100,000 that are accusing me of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 100,000 100, people, both men and women, uh, um, uh, who are accusing him of, of he steps over, uh, like he gets up on a chair, and he puts himself over the top of them so that when they look up, uh, they see his balls. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had to take the stepladder out of my car. Uh, yeah. The police confiscated yeah, the it. The police requested, <laughs> requested politely that uh, he give them his stepladder. Yeah. <laughs> True love and peace.